I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode eight, why you are worth it. So years ago, somebody asked me, if you could get a tattoo, what tattoo would you get? And I don't think the tattoo look is my particular style. And when I say that, a lot of people, especially if you've met me or you 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 know what I look like, they'll say, yeah, you look more like a cheerleader or maybe a girl from Texas or something, which I feel like is probably a good fit and a good assessment. But what I would always say is, I would get a tattoo on my wrist that said enough or worthy because one, I think back then when I'd get asked this, this was when I was younger, like in my early twenties, I'd get asked this a lot. I don't know. Maybe that's when we all consider doing tattoos or we don't have our parents to help us decide what we can or can't do to our bodies. And I think I was a little bit afraid of the commitment, but I think for whatever reason, I got asked that quite a bit. And so I had put some thought into it and I chose those words because I think it's something that we, especially as women, we don't always consider ourselves enough or we don't think we're worth it. And as I've gotten older, I have thought, oh man, I don't struggle with that anymore. Not in the least. And then a couple years ago, my old spray tan artist that I used when I lived in Idaho was posting on Facebook and said, I need some people who'd be willing to let me coach them for free. I'm trying to get some more hours for my coaching certification. And I kept seeing this and I thought, that's great. Good for you. I'm so glad you're doing something that you love. And then I kept seeing it. And for whatever reason, I messaged her back and I said, I'm in. And so we started coaching and it probably was one of the most uncomfortable things ever that I had done. But one of the reasons I didn't feel too bad about it was because you guys, she saw me naked anyways, her having like an inside look into my brain and my heart and the things that I thought or struggled with. I don't know. It didn't seem as scary or at least in that situation anyways. And so each time she said, okay, that we do this coaching, I want you just to come come to me with a problem or something that you notice that you struggle with. And I said, oh yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> and so she said, okay, have you, you know, what, what's been on your mind lately? And so 
if you know me, you know I'm pretty stubborn. And so that's sometimes how she would come at this each coaching call. And so we would talk about, I remember there was the story of me getting frustrated and my husband and I exchanging some words over me not buying tortillas and shredded cheese, especially when I had already made three meals from scratch and I was hugely pregnant. So you can imagine how that went. And at the end of our conversation, she pulled out a theme and I said, oh, wow, I didn't think that I struggled with that for a while or I hadn't struggled with that for a while. And the next coaching call, we actually worked through a business issue. Um, At the time, we had some tenants that were the tenants from you nowhere, and it just was plaguing my brain and plaguing my brain. And at the end of it, at the end of this coaching call, the same theme came up. And I thought, what? How does this knucklehead tenant have anything to do with this again? Like, I thought I was good. And then the next time I said, you know, I, I, I know that like, I'm still kind of pregnant. I'm pretty pregnant at this point, really. Wait, you know, I'm still pregnant, but I just, I'm not exercising like I want to. And I don't know if that's just me or is it my brain or if I'm just too tired. And so we worked on that and she pulled out yet the same theme again. And it continued <laughs> and it continued and it didn't matter what problem came up, she said the same t- same thing to me every time. Polly, I don't think that you think you're worth it. Every time, it was like someone smacked me in the face. Every time. And I started to realize, how is this even true? How is this linked? Because all these scenarios I just told you they don't really relate to each other. But according to her, this somewhat stranger, but not really a stranger, keeps telling me the same thing. And even though I feel like I got hit in the face, it was true. I got emotional. Every time I got emotional. And I really started to internalize this as this this idea of me not thinking that I'm worth it or that I'm enough, it literally is affecting every realm of my life. And I continue to get coached by her. And again, this episode is not about getting coached. I have Cammie to thank for so many things, especially pulling this particular piece out. And it's something that it comes up a lot in my clinic and a lot with my coaching clients, especially as when I ask them, okay, I've given you all of this homework or you've paid a lot of money to work with me and you're not doing it. What's up? Is everything good? And and everybody has very different excuses. And sometimes depending on the type of personality they have or how long I've known them or maybe what visit number or coaching session that it is. I'm careful to ask this, but I'll ask, do you think you're worth it? And then I'll follow it up and say, you don't have to answer me, but I just challenge you to think about it. You don't have to get back to me on it. I just want you to think about it. Now, I don't want to ask you that question yet. 
but more than likely you are probably answering it. And if you need to pause this and to do some self-reflection or come back to this episode, go ahead. But I also want you to be honest with yourself because when I realized that I didn't think that I was worth it, it actually was such a powerful moment because I had pulled off the covers, I pulled off the wrapping paper, I pulled out this idea and belief, and I exposed it. Well, Cami helped me expose it, I should say. And it saw the light of day. And at first I was embarrassed, and then I thought, well, so many people in my life say I have all this confidence. Is that true? Is it not true? And of course I worked through this with Cami on with this particular topic, but my thoughts about it didn't matter as much as what my future thoughts and my future plan would be, as well as changing what I thought right now. I want to give you three things, and this episode will be a little bit different because I typically give you homework at the end. Each of these, I want to be a piece of homework for you. And if it feels overwhelming, then pick one. Maybe you come back and you do the other two later, but I want you to at some point spend some time thinking about them and see what you think. So the first, this is one that really, really hit me. She mentioned to me, Polly, do you know that you have value even if you sat on the couch all day? And I said, wrong. (laughs) There's no way. And we continued talking about it. And she said, no, it's true. Your value, your worth would not change if you decided to lay on the couch all day. And I said, well, you mean like if I was sick or hurt? And she said, nope. If you just decided tomorrow that you didn't want to do anything, but you were going to lay on the couch just to test out to see your value, you would still be worth it as much as you are today as you are tomorrow and the day after and the day after that, no matter what you do. And that really hit me hard. And I think to some degree it was because of the way I was raised. My mom and her sister and my grandmother and my great-grandmother, they knew how to work and they learned to work from them, right? That's what we do as women. We work, we take care of our family. We do all these things. That's where our value comes from, right? No way. Now, I still struggle with this, but it's a belief that I'm still working on that my value is inherently there no matter what I do. And number two, work does not equal your worth. But what I would challenge you to do is determine what about the work you enjoy. What's your belief about how you feel about work? And let that be separate from your worth. Now, this one I think is a little complicated, maybe, depending on how it comes across. But the one thing that I have learned is, while I still sometimes think that my work determines my worth, I also had a realization a while ago thanks to Cami as well, that I can still enjoy doing work, 
but it doesn't necessarily have to dictate my worth. So what I mean by that is I actually enjoy taking care of my kids. I absolutely do. And I can still have a day where I sit on the couch and that doesn't change my joy and me liking and and wanting to take care of my kids but those things are not in de- those things are not dependent upon each other so what i would challenge you to think about is what part of your role as a mother as a woman what do you enjoy because i think if you can determine what that is what part of your role you actually enjoy then you can see that it's not dependent on what your worth is because the worth is already there. I found that this has been really helpful for me just to decide, okay, well, I enjoy making treats with my kids and teaching them how to bake and letting them dump the measuring cups or scoops into the bowl. I enjoy that because we laugh and we have a good time. That to me, that doesn't feel like work necessarily. It's part of my role as a mother, but also it's something I enjoy and I get to do things I enjoy and you get to do things that you enjoy. Number three, I really would challenge you to look at how you treat your body because I think sometimes, which I'm with you. We should, we sh- our body should be able to show up and we should expect it to do the things that we know it should do. But I also think that we assume a lot from our body as well. We don't always put our body first and we don't always give what our body needs. Now, today is a really great example. I am batch recording some of these podcasts right before the holiday season and I didn't sleep well. I have drinking a ton of caffeine this morning. I bought some snacks for our upcoming trip over the holidays at Costco. I know you know which ones I'm talking about. And all I have done all morning is snack on them. And I'm wondering, why do I feel so tired? This is such a great point. In these times that I need my body to show up for me, because today for our family and three of our businesses, we have a lot to do. (laughs) And I'm not treating my body in a way that it's in a position to show up for me. So what I would have you think about, and here's a couple of different things for you to look at, whether it's your nutrition, but also how are you treating your gut? Are you eating clean things? I don't know if you are aware of this, but our gut, our gut health and our brain, they're connected. So if you're not eating great foods besides the nutrition, it can affect how our brain functions. Another thing to consider as far as your body goes is your body did something incredible by birthing a baby. And or if you're not quite there yet, your body's also doing something amazing by creating eggs. And just the process of ovulation is fascinating enough Your body is doing all of these incredible things or has done or is getting ready to do these things. It needs extra love. Remember that. I think the other thing too is women, we do a lot of manual labor around the house. Now, it's not the same as the type of manual labor maybe out in the yard, but as women and moms, we're on the move a lot. 
we really are. We rarely ever stop sitting. And I think it's something to be considered that for as much as our body is doing in these roles we have, are we also putting our body first so that our body can show up for us? And the last option that you can take a look at and maybe even just consider addressing is decision fatigue. This is one thing that I have tried to explain to my husband before, and I don't think he quite gets it in its entirety, but I have to make a lot of decisions. Mom, can I? Mom, I'm hungry. Or whether it's regarding finances or buying the kids new shoes or can they wait or, oh gosh, we have to get the Christmas list together for our family members so that they know what to buy our kids or ideas anyways. There's there's all these decisions that have to be made and then that's just in the home. And then there's kids and then there's with your husband and then there's with money and then there's your hobbies and what you should eat and what you, I mean, the list goes on. So decision fatigue can be a thing, but again, if we're taking care of our bodies and putting our bodies in an optimal position so that they can help us follow through on these things and follow through well, that's a great way for you to show up. That's a great way for you to prove to yourself that you are worth it. Your body does so many things. You are worth it. In this episode, I hope that there was at least one takeaway that you can start implementing so you can change your beliefs that you are worth it. I think for some of us, it might be a long road. And in fact, I'm still on that road to always believing that I am worth it or that I'm enough. But I want you to know I'm on that journey too. And your sister's probably on that journey. Your friends are probably on that journey. The gal behind you in carpool is probably on that journey. And I want you to know I'm cheering for you. I know that if you can change some of these beliefs, that you will start to believe you're worth it. And your actions will start to reflect that. And your body will thank you. And remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.